Hey, what's up, team? Just me at home again, bringing you another podcast. Um, today, we had Devin Brooks on. Devin Brooks is awesome. So this was pretty cool. Uh, someone we've been wanting to have on for a long, long time. Devin is the founder of Spear, which is a online coaching platform. It's essentially the Airbnb of uh, coaching, which, you know, you may be, oh, coaching, what, how does that work? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful platform. I encourage everyone to go check it out. Um, and it's super needed in these times. Genuine, genuine connections, 15-minute sessions, 30-minute sessions, 60-minute sessions. They have algorithms to match people. Um, and it's really, really well done. So you should check that out. Um, she also previously uh, successfully created, um, was the co-founder of Blow Dry Bar here in Vancouver, which is scaled to over 100 locations. Incredible successful businesswoman here in Vancouver, uh, deep Vancouver roots. So we were really excited to have her on. And, you know, me personally, I was just grateful to have her level of authenticity and, and honesty. It was, I wasn't expecting that, you know, like just to come right out the gate and to be such a, a well-known business person and public speaker as well. And for her to come out in the way that she did and hold the space that she did and deliver such a great podcast on such, uh, such a quick time frame was amazing. So thank you, Devin. I appreciate it. And uh, to all you listeners, here's the podcast. The Think Space podcast is a home for the passionately curious. We aim to dig deep and learn as much as possible by connecting the right questions with the right people. So we bring in some of the best minds in the Pacific Northwest, regardless of their industry, to extract the most value from their stories and experiences. Yes, you're going to get something from this episode, which is good. Or you could get something from every episode we release by subscribing on whichever platform you're listening on. You can find the full show notes at thinkspacepodcast.com or have the visual experience of this podcast over on YouTube. If you want to get looped into some exclusive content or private giveaways, join our mailing list. The link's in the description. Um, Devin, thank you for joining me here today on the Think Space Podcast. I really appreciate you making the time. This is amazing. First and foremost, I don't hear you coughing. I don't hear you sniffling. Everything seems okay. Is everything okay? I actually had five hours of sleep last night and I didn't get peed on by either one of my kids. No pee. It's, it's, we're looking all right this morning. <laughs> five hours, a whopping five hours. What is your average? <laughs> Probably about five hours, yeah. Probably about five hours. And you know what? We'll take it. I'm aiming for eight, but realistically with kids, it's like a solid five of sleeping. <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, you know, that's actually a really good segue because I was noticing, I was, I was going through your socials. I noticed you posted up on your story. You have three super distinct portraits above your bed that I looked at. And I go, oh, there's a story there. <laughs> that's got to be cool. What are those? What are those three portraits or paintings? And why have them there? Um, so my first child is Rosen. He is five and a half, turning six in September, um, my little boy. And, and then I have a second child, Clooney, and she turns four in May. Um, and I am, <laughs> I'm kind of a go against the grain person. I, I noticed. I have a wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't really like to celebrate my birthday. I, right. I don't, I don't like to do things because they're done. Um, and so when I was pregnant, I, I found myself for the first time going, Oh, I, I do want to capture this moment while I'm pregnant. And this may be my last pregnancy. Um, but you're never going to find me, you know, backlit with some silhouette of my belly and 
a bunch of uh, silk flowers, in the wind. silk. So yeah. I was like, what can I do? Cause I'm not going to do that. And, um, I ended up getting three, three to six sketches done. Uh, while I was pregnant with my daughter Clooney. So um, they are sketches of her in my belly and at a really beautiful time in my pregnancy. And it was a really cool way to celebrate um, just that journey. This episode is brought to you by Self Hired. Self Hired, if you don't know, is a content studio that specializes in video production as well as photography and yes, podcast production. So if you are an individual or you are head of a company or a marketing manager or a content manager at a company that's thinking about one of the most powerful mediums in 2020 and want to start a podcast, uh, give the fellas over at Self Hired um, a call that you can reach them at selfhired.com. Um, or info at selfhired.com if you want to blast them an email. Thank you guys so much. And here's to the episode. Beautiful. That's amazing. And so now here, here you are, uh, what were we, two years later? Um, from those sketches? Sure. Oh, she is turning four in May. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My goodness. Where is my timeline? Clearly not rooted in reality. <laughs> it's okay. So, so four years later, and I'm I'm watching you, and we have a lot of, of, of mutual friends, and 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 everyone talks about you as this mother of two, still super super sharp, and just willing to grind in a way that other mothers don't seem to. It just it seems like you have this balancing act down so well, and you have not lost a the love for your kids and love for your family, and b the love for your ambition. Mm -hmm. How is that? How, what, where does that come from? And what gives you that motivation to be so prevalent in both realms that are drastically different? Well, um, you know, I don't know if they are totally different. I think the thing about bringing a child into the world and, and generally, even though we are wanting things to change and hoping for things to change and making decisions and having conversations for things to change. Generally in homes, the mom is still the primary caregiver, even mm -hmm. if she is the hustler in the house, even if she's also the hustler in the house, um, it just still very much happens to be the way. And I think what that means is that when you are the primary caregiver and it's not to belittle the other partner, but in almost every relationship, there is a person who is um, the, the parenting fallback. So if a kid gets sick, if someone gets hurt, there, there is a parent that the kids want and it will always end up being like one go-to person and that person ends up usually being the primary parent. Typically being the mom. Um, we call it the first responder. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you know, I... I feel like when you are the first responder, you get used to handling a lot. Um, you get used to being able to move through really difficult things really quickly. Um, I'm certainly someone who keeps a pretty level head, uh, even when things are frankly awful. I'm able to stay pretty grounded, um, at least up here, stay pretty cool. And, um, and so I think that that has served me as a business person because the reality is that 
what I wanted for myself. And not everybody does it because it's not what everybody wants. And I think mm. ambition is relative. So my way is not the right way. It was just the way for me. And I, I really, um, I felt a call to start another business and I felt that I had an opportunity to start and grow another business and to still have the experience I wanted to have as a parent. Um, and I knew because I'd shown myself before in my previous business and previous challenges in my life um, that I'm incredibly capable and very, very resilient and, and I'll do the hard thing. So mm -hmm. I think um, for me, that puts me in a position where um, I'm able to, to give myself to both things and recognize that on a day-to-day -day basis, if one area of my life needs me more than the other, something has to win. So that day, if it's my kids, it's my kids. If it's my business, it's my business. And I have to respect that I can't give 100% in both places at both times. You said you mentioned that ambition is relative and that your way isn't necessarily the right way, which, you know, we can all respect us humans are drastically different. And but what makes it the right way for you? What makes that choice the right choice for you to again, you say you on a daily basis, you know, one of these needs to win and, and you make that decision, you go with it. But still, you're still in this balancing act and your ambition narrative is still very prevalent. What made that decision the right decision for you? Um, honoring my, my purpose, honoring my skills and talents. Um, for me, I'm really an impact driven person. So I feel I don't, don't do well when I'm in a position where I cannot, um, use my skills and talents to influence an outcome. Um, I flail if I'm in that <laughs> position, I don't feel good. Right, and, right, right. and so it's about maintaining that ability for myself, both as a mother and as an entrepreneur. Within both of those things, you seem as if you're in this constant state of like, you're so balanced, you're in this state of flow. And that's a now, anyone that knows or anyone that's maybe read um, Stealing Fire or someone that, you know, is aware with hu uh, most optimal human states will know that being in a state of flow is the flow that is the state that you want to be in. And you seem to constantly have that um, essence about you. How do you achieve that? <laughs> uh, I think there are different versions of flow dependent mm. on your duties and responsibilities. So what flow for me looked like 10 years ago is different than what flow looks like for me today um, with two kids and another startup. And I, I am able to live in that space because I understand that I can't be in that space all the time. And I, I don't create guilt or shame for myself when I am out of flow. Um, you can't be creative and doing your best work 100% of the time. That's mm. inhuman. 
Um, and so, you know, I do have my days where I'm like face down on the kitchen floor and, um, where it feels like shit is falling apart. And, um, the right thing to do in that moment is to put my kids to bed and ugly cry by myself for 45 minutes yeah. and then pick myself up off the floor and make a green tea and take a breath and read a book or do something that makes me laugh. And what that is, is it's a rinsing. So doing those things and allowing myself to have those moments, which ultimately we all have, um, allow me to move through to the next state of flow or to the next experience. So, you know, for me, uh, those experiences are all rinsing experiences. So you, you can please correct me if I'm wrong, but you're in a way giving yourself permission to do these things and to be in these states that aren't quote unquote optimal. Yeah. hundred percent. I, hundred percent. I mean, I, um, all, all I've ever really known is entrepreneurship. It's um, how I started my adult career at 20, 21 years old. And, and so I have gotten to know, to know a ton of entrepreneurs from around the world and different levels of different companies and um, different velocities of growth. And the entrepreneurs who are really walking the walk, who are really like the good leaders, are the ones that you call and they're like, oh yeah, shit is fucked today. I like, yeah, 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 I yeah, did yeah, not yeah. just rock this conversation today. I'm a loser. And those are the ones who own what, what it means to, um, to try to be better every day. Like you're going to yeah. be a loser sometimes. Very interesting. I know. And I know I've had those conversations and, <laughs> when someone asks you, I mean, I remember the first time someone asked me and they say, Hey man, how was your day? And I, and I might've had a packed day with tons of meetings or work sessions or mentors or whatever, who gives a shit, but it's just like, and they'll say, Hey, how was your day? You know, my girlfriend Tracy might ask, Hey, how was your day? And I'll go, man, I fucking blew that day. Yeah. And, and like you just said, to wrap that in is like, giving yourself permission to do that. And the, and the fact of the matter is that you might not have even blew that day the way that you thought that you did yeah. <laughs> and to everyone else. You were completely fine. Yes. But to you, you were like, Oh, I, I performed like a bag of dicks. My right. And it's because the reason why, the reason why you'll see that from people who are actually effective leaders in their communities or work or lives is because those people actually hold integrity so dear and they are prepared to give themselves frequent reality checks about how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that like reality is the only place that I want to live. And, and for me, I've always been like, if I don't give myself permission, if, I, if I'm not authentic, I'm living in a world that I don't want to live in. And I, and I just don't want to be there. That's not, that's not the spot where I'm most comfortable. And so then, but then the a problem arises with this. And this is a question that I ask a lot of leaders is that, well, your state of comfortability is a spot of authenticity and, and complete accountability. And this is very a type in, in nature. Now you are in a position where you're leading at sphere, you know, a team of an amazing team. You're also leading, I'll, I'll say a, a team of coaches or guides. Mm -hmm. Now, 
all of them might not be that quote unquote a type they might not be that quote unquote um driving with authenticity and driving with accountability how do you communicate to those people how do you switch your gears because it seems like you're very effective a to a but what about a to to c in terms of personality types how do you switch your communication that way everything is about trust um mm. that's what it boils down to and you you don't i don't believe that you want to have um homogeneity in anything mm. that you do um you don't want to have a bunch of the same people around you i really value diversity um diversity is enriching i i love you know i look at my team we're a motley ass crew when we're I, like, I know i loved it i love it it's great like, to be like what do these people possibly have in common um but what we have in common is is an intent um a shared desire um and a speed of trust and that we all hold trust in high regard and when you can be in that space you can have and maintain really fruitful relationships with really really different people yeah diversity right i mean how often do we create feedback loops for ourselves that are just reinforcing our opinions and now we have these algorithms on Instagram and YouTube and all these social platforms that just feed me more of what I want right and and to actually make a conscious decision to go out now and listen you over here you think completely different than me but I respect the hell out of you and I actually need to hear it can you can you come here to me and and tell me what part of me is bullshit or what part of me needs to change or how my blind sided that's one of the most beautiful beautiful things ever but if here's you have the thing friends around you that will lovingly they may not have you know the skills and talents they they may not be um equipped with the ability to to lead you to the action like say a coach but if you can have friends in your life where you have seeded such a speed of trust which frankly most friendships don't there's a lot mm -hmm. of surface love and surface attention and um you know surface values but if you really have true trust in a friendship and with love you can call each other to task not call each other out but call each other to task like hey i actually have heard you say this is how you want to be and this is what you value and this is what you care about at no point in this conversation that we just had was that loud and clear so you probably just need to sit with that and if you can have friends who are willing to do that and where you create that space together um then i think that you're doing something really special a woman in your position is then tasked with the mission of creating a platform that does that so we might want that amongst our peers or amongst our team members that um level of trust and accountability and say hey listen you know i've said something and i'm acting a different way and i need you to call me out on that and that's beautiful now you now have to or you have i would say is you've created an ecosystem for that to happen um and a marketplace for that to happen between guides and seekers mm -hmm. where that relationship needs to be created and manifested out of nothing out of an internet connection how do you create such a depth of relationship between these people when it's just me and my phone and and 
trust me, I say how, because I've experienced it. Thanks to you and your team. Um, you know, I've gone through three, four sessions on your platform and it has worked and I have been, I have been, I've experienced that. So you've achieved that, but how do you get that level of intimacy over technology? This seems very hard. Well, uh, I run my whole company remotely. So wow, the we are infrequently together. We're only really together about twice a year for our winter and summer summits. Um, and that for me was um, putting a stake in the ground that this is possible, um, that the new world order and uh, that we will certainly see unfold after COVID is one which is one which prioritizes reflection and development and that people are looking for the best way to achieve that not necessarily um, using the same filters they may have used historically like geography and so mm. with with connection being so critical and growth being so critical what you want are the best people to help you do it and the best people to help you do it might be on the other side of the world and um, and so we're the place where we can help you connect with the best people uh, for where you're at and where you're going right now and and so it was really putting a stake in the ground starting this company remotely because i thought well there's there's no way that i can have integrity in my belief that we can facilitate a multi-sided platform that connects seekers and guides and facilitates the whole experience totally digitally uh, if we can't also grow a company totally digitally and so mm. uh, that was really um, an important decision so that we could learn the ways in which um, our needs change when we are totally digital or totally virtual um, what is really unique about that then as it relates to my team or as it relates to this uh, beautiful experience I believe we've created with Sphere. With my team, it means that we actually can go for the best person for the job, for the hmm. best person for the culture, the best person for um, our continued horizons because we're not limited by an area code. We don't require somebody to uplift or uproot their lives to move close to the address of our office. We can actually canvas so widely to find really, you know, the perfect team member number nine, 10, 11. And mm -hmm. what that means for a company like Sphere is that we really can prioritize your best fit because we're not saying you might have gone to Google and said, you know, leadership coaches, LA. And when you land on Sphere, we're like, yeah, you think you want a leadership coach in LA, but really what you want is the best leadership coach for you, wherever yeah. you are. Heck yeah. So, and that's one of your skills that I think is most prevalent that to the outside world is that you've done this way. When I look at 
the guides in your community, when I look at your team, when I look at the business people you surround yourself with or the organizations you surround yourself with, somehow, and whether they're um, constrained by area code or not, somehow you've gone out and gone, oh, that's the, that is the best fit. When you went and found your internal team at Sphere, when you went and found the incredible guides that you had, because by the way, that's one of the things I was most impressed with, mm-hmm. um, with your application is the quality of coach, the quality of guide. Mm-hmm. How do you identify these people? Mm-hmm. What are the filters that you use to say, hey, you, we, we have, we can have something together and we should, we can create a synergy here. How do you find those people? Um, you know, when I started working uh, on this concept, I, I knew that I wanted to bring an intelligence to the table. Um, from Lululemon, from Headspace, uh, because I see coaching as the third vertical or the next evolution in proactive well-being. So after yoga, after meditation, which I think Lululemon was very much responsible for bringing yoga to popular culture and making it accessible. And I think Headspace and Calm were very much responsible for making uh, meditation feel accessible and taking it from, from this heady thing that monks did on a mountain to something that a dude with 10 minutes to spare, you know, can do on his way home to work or on her way home to work. And, and so I wanted to be able to pull from that intelligence um, in this project. So I just started looking for who those people were going to be and ended up bringing on investment from um, both leadership at Lululemon and Headspace. Beautiful. That's amazing. What about in your personal life? How do you identify the people that are going to create the most net benefit for you and for them? And and is it all intuition or are there actual indicators that you look at? A hundred percent there's indicators. Um, I don't like to hire fast. So I try to be canvassing uh, before I'm in a peak time of need. And definitely for leadership and senior kind of level positions. Um, But across the board, generally. So I always really have my, you know, heart to the community and and ears to the ground. when I'm in conversation with somebody and I'm thinking about, you know, bringing them into something that I care about, into my life, into my projects, uh, I'm looking for that transparency and candor and sense of personal responsibility um, that I believe will set us up to have long-term trust. Mm, absolutely. So I, I think that's both. I mean, when I look at when I look at the brief history of your life, it's you've built those skills so well, whether that's from the Stanley experiences you've had from your first business, from learning from your mom and learning from other organizations. I'm just like, man, this woman was like she is made for it. She is made for it. And one of the things that you and she's she's built herself into this so, so well, like it seems so strategic. Um, if you know, and it seems as if you've built things in your life, um, 
with the hindsight and what i mean is actually like all right so you're in your 30s now and it's it seems as always you know when you're in your 20s you didn't think okay i'm I'm in my 20s and what's best for me to do now it's almost as if you were looking outside of yourself as someone that had already experienced your life and go okay what would be best for me right now Mm -hmm. understanding the context of my entire life how do i grow the most Mm -hmm. And it seems like you've made conscious decisions or maybe you've just made great decisions along the way. But that's just something, a comment as an observer. That's something that I, I, I see and notice. So I applaud you for that. And I wish other people could have that type of context on their life. I think it's really great. Thank you so much, Josh. Um, I, I really believe that we can all have that kind of an experience. Um, but it does take a sense of personal responsibility because you also have to be honest with yourself about what you're ready for. Um, And one of the questions I ask myself constantly is, am I having the experience I want to have? Another question I ask myself constantly is, um, am I prepared to make the hard decision here? And what is the hard decision? And I think that, why I love coaching so much is because our sentiment may change over time. In fact, it will. Um, Our values will evolve. Um, Our goals and desires will evolve. Um, But good questions stay the same. So the answers change, but good questions stay the same. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so, so interesting. You've, one of the things you've said, I've, I've, I think I've either read it or heard you say it is, you know, if you're not growing, you're you're dying, right? And and that's something that's constant in, in life. We see that that's a natural pattern in nature, which I think you pay a lot of attention to. Um, you've grown tremendously in, in business and, and as a mother and you're a serial entrepreneur now and a public speaker. These things are great. These things are great. But what what's the avenue when you look back on the last, I don't want to say 15 years of business that you've neglected? Mm-hmm. And why do you think you've neglected that? Because looking at you right now, I don't see it, but I'm sure there is one. An avenue I've neglected. An avenue of growth mm. you've neglected. I think there are lessons I've had to learn again and again. Um I can say where I have made mistakes on people is when I, when I have allowed myself to start a relationship when it is a 10 out of 10. And Mm. so what I mean by that is, if you go into a relationship and you think, man, this person is so experienced. They are so deep. They are so um, intent on growing. They're so inspiring. I have so much to learn. I mean, they're a ten, they're solid 10 out of 10. I am <laughs> so excited. The only place to go from 10 out of 10 is 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So I... I really have made mistakes again and again when I've allowed myself to invest in relationships where I go into them thinking this person is a 10 out of 10. 
without fail, it disappoints. So mm. what I take from that is a really um, important and critical step, which is a step back when you're wanting to dive into something so that I can really canvas and go, you know, where, um, where is the point of contention here? Where may there be friction? Where um, is there room to grow? Where may I not know how to serve this person? Where are there um, needs in conflict with um, what I what I want to experience or what the experience is here? And really, I'm looking for like seven to eights in life. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I want them to grow. I want to know that I'm entering into a relationship with somebody who is 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 not presenting in a way um, where they've got it all figured out. Hmm. I know we have to wrap here, and but I'm so curious in asking this question. Then, what is it that you look for in mentees or people that you are? that are, I'm going to say under you in, in air quotes, um, that you like to bring up, what do you, what do you look for in those people? Sure. They might be seven or eight out of 10, but what else qualifies a young person to, for your life and to, to bring them on and to help them grow? Service. 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 Um, I, I have infrequently seen people offer as they ask and it is the most imperative thing you can do if you're trying to create a a relationship of depth and value um when i have had help guidance contacts um a hand extended to me when I needed it most from important, connected, experienced people who I may have thought at that moment in time were like out of my breadth of awareness or even league. It has been because I have shown up green and prepared to do whatever is necessary to absorb whatever information I want to absorb whether that's whether that's like offering to hold someone's microphone for them while they're keynoting or right. to be you know the person who holds the boom or to come and be the note taker at no point in my career do i ever think i'm too good to be green again and mm. and that sets me up to come from a place of service to come from a place of saying, hey, I actually want something here. So how can I be of value to you in this moment? Mm, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So I know we have to wrap here. Um, and I have a plethora of questions for you, all of which are urging at me, but we'll respect our time boundaries <laughs> here for sure. And I'll respect your time. Maybe we'll do a part uh, it, two, Joss. <laughs> maybe we can do a part two. I love it. Um, what is now... So you, you have blow dry bar and this is something that's beautiful and just been scaled incredibly now and you've exited gracefully. It's a really hard time to be in that business, mind you. Right. right now, while 130 locations are closed because of COVID, 
my my goodness to every franchisee who who's on that journey um yeah it's, it's yeah absolutely incredible. but granted you're not you're an online platform now which is great and people need coaching more than ever right now so that's great so you have blow dry bar you have spear and you have um you know this amazing um infrastructure for business in your life and and these beautiful kids now and this beautiful home and i'm looking at you and i'm like i'm trying to peg what the next evolution of devin brooks might look like and I figured I might as well just ask you, what do you think the next evolution of yourself looks like? Um, that's funny. I was thinking about that last night. Um, I was thinking about the things I've wanted to try, uh, the ways I've wanted to be, uh, and what I've wanted to experiment with that I haven't yet. And it's something that I'm mulling over. Um, there are parts of myself that I am ready to give more to my creativity and to um, the really, really weird parts of me. I love it. Any hints on what those, <laughs> those areas might be? Um, I think some of them are really simple. Uh, I think they're, they're experimenting um, with my own personal forms of expression, whether that be um, writing, um, the way that I dress, the way, all kinds of simple things. We forget that all of these are opportunities to express. They're all canvases. And, and I think experimenting with them serves us. And so I think some of the simple ways um, and I know that when I experiment, um, I wake up a little bit more. I see things differently. Um, I ask better questions. I love it. Devin, thank you for your time. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Where can people, uh, where can we direct, uh, people? What, what resources and where would you like to send people after listening to this conversation? Sphere.guide. And if you are heading into a time in your life, um, like so many of us right now, um, in this moment in, um, and period of 2020, um, because of COVID, whether you have hit new challenges, um, been laid off, um, are figuring out what to do with your business because it may not look in, in three weeks like it did two months ago and um, whether you are trying to figure out how to become your more creative self or deepen your relationships um, we've got the guide for you and we've got your back so spear.guide is the place to be awesome thank you so much for your time Devin. until next time and uh, please keep doing everything that you're doing we applaud you and you know the world needs it so thank you for building what you're building Thanks, John. Ciao. All right. She's the real deal. She's the real deal, people. It's a good podcast. It really is, man. Thank you guys for tuning into that one. I mean, Devin, damn. Yeah. 40 under 40 winner. Business in Vancouver, 40 under 40 winner. Um, you know, she's brought on people from Headspace. She's brought on people from Lulu. Um, yeah, she's the real deal. So anyways, 
uh devin thank you for, for for popping on i really do appreciate it. you guys go ahead we are doing these podcasts over zoom so there's still the video experience out on youtube if you're checking this out on youtube right now i appreciate you right here um you know make sure you hit that subscribe button that like button all that type of stuff if you have any comments questions concerns whatever our doors are open holler at me i will talk all day long um on whatever it may be so as always shout out to self-hired for making this podcast possible if you have any uh, podcast production needs or content needs make sure you get at the team over there they're doing amazing work during these turbulent times and working with a lot of local businesses to make things happen super super appreciative of you guys and continuing to make this work for the think space team as always lots of love and to you guys everyone that's at home i hope you guys are staying strong staying steady um, continuing to work on yourselves and again like i said sphere might be a great resource for you guys um, as you continue to go inwardly on yourself and try to grow through this period and i hope everyone is growing through this period. I appreciate you guys. Lots of love. Stay home. Stay healthy. Until next week.